Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have honest, explicit conversations about sexuality, love, human connection, and joy. Today is April 24th, 2020. We don't often timestamp our episodes, but amidst the coronavirus global fallout, we find it important to locate ourselves in time and space. So hello again amidst all of this. This is another Love in the Time of Corona dispatch. Um, There is so much to say. There is so much to hold. We are just going to honor and acknowledge that there is so much beyond the scope of this podcast to talk about and to acknowledge. Um, Thank you to everyone that is working to heal and solve this and hello to everyone out there who is surviving this and our theme for today is together and alone social distancing and eroticism we want to just begin to explore what this all looks like in our erotic lives or what our erotic lives looks like amidst all of this and in the tension of these words social distancing we find the very intense tension that so many of us are in on one side of this or the other. So many of us are alone at home in social distancing, isolation, lockdown, alone. And many of us, ourselves included, are in that situation with a family. Um, And some of us, we are a three-person family. There are six, seven, eight people in a home together. Um... And the ratio of bodies to square footage, uh, ratio of bodies to resources is really vastly different for so many of us around the world. So we want to acknowledge that and just start to unpack what this means for our erotic lives, what this means for keeping the flame of sexuality alive amidst all of this. Um, So knowing that there is a huge range of experience and people are in such different places, We're going to try and give you a few options, a few things to think about, but this is something that you you customize for yourself. Take what works. We are just trying to survive in this time. This isn't about optimization and making it the ultimate erotic retreat. We are really trying to get through this finite time, this this stage will end. But an unknown finite time. Yes, yes. And there's a tension within that. So this is to acknowledge all of those tensions. So many of us are in a global free fall. We don't know what's next. We don't know what the process will look like to return. We don't know what the timeline of that is. Um, We don't know what we are returning to. This state of unknown, it is stunning Some of us are in this alone, alone, alone in an apartment, in a home. Um, And some people like being alone, but their aloneness usually involves more socialness. And some people are never accustomed to be alone and never signed up for this shit and are feeling very achingly, devastatingly alone with touch hunger and starvation in their bodies. 
And so we want to speak to that. What does eroticism look like? Um, we want to talk about what eroticism looks like when you're in a family home with kids running around and you're trying to homeschool and maybe do some work and um, be alive amidst all of this with no access to privacy or help or childcare or support, all those things that normally allow two adults to get sexy together or even have a loud orgasm. So we want to talk about all of that. But I also want to first anchor us in the tension so much of us are feeling when I say we're in free fall, our lives radically changed so suddenly, so suddenly within the past few months, we're now in April. So we're in like the month three of this globally. Um, and we can start to notice the ways so we're talking about social distancing alone and together the ways that we have were social before, we can become really radically aware of that because so much of what we talk about on this podcast is locating our sexuality within a social context. And we can start taking stock of all of the social contexts you found yourselves in, yourselves, I always stumble with ourselves, mm -hmm. that nourished us on that level as social beings. Um all of the places you were together with other human beings, working, creating, making, playing, recreating, um, co-conspiring co together. Um, those are the places of co-attunement, of that togetherness, of that socialness. And so many of us are missing that deeply. So take stock of that. And that could have looked like sports games, going to music, going to restaurants, bars, coffee shops. What are you missing? What are you aching for? And learn what you what you really love, like what you get fueled by. So it's valuable to just notice what we are yearning for. Yeah. And what was that feeding? What were you getting out of that? Because um, I think sometimes we forget that we're such deeply social animals. We can use this as a moment of reflection amongst all the rest of it. A horrid gazing pool. <laughs> <laughs> I want to avoid at all costs right now, um, like any tone of like, we're going to make meaning of this. I really, I've been thinking a lot about absurdity and this idea, like we should not, it's not yet time to make meaning of most of this for most of us, right? We're not at that phase. What we're talking here is survival strategies. So when I say like, think about the ways you were social and notice that you are getting information there about yourself, about places you might need to feed yourself more deeply now. So if you are missing your rugby team, you might want to call a Zoom meeting with your rugby guys where you like have a drinking contest. Because just that co-attunement and hearing their voices and throwing one down together will make you feel a little less alone if you're stuck in your apartment after being used to three practices a week. Or maybe for you, co-attunement meant um, doing a crossword puzzle every Sunday at the same coffee shop. And you thought yourself a solitary person, but now you notice without doing that puzzle at the coffee shop and that person saying... Hey, Sam, nice to see you. There's a longing. So whose voice might want to you might we want to hear saying, hey, Sam, nice to see you. Um, and again, I don't want to slip into the cliche of like make more Zoom dates and make more phone calls, because for a lot of us, 
Um, we're kind of at our limits there. So we want to get even more creative about how we are going to connect. Um, and also thinking about the long-term plan here. Um, what, what has been working for you? What might continue to work? But also in thinking about the world we want to go back to, what are the social threads you are yearning for? We'll give you a map of like, what are your, you know, everyone's talking about reopening strategies. Like, what are your opening strategies? What do you want to return to? What parts of your life were feeding you deeply? And frankly, what parts of the social life were like not feeding? You're like, thank God I don't have to go to that anymore. That is part of your inventory too. And you can knock that shit out and maybe like not return to it. In this massive upheaval, we will find um, opportunities and crisis and all of that coming at us from all angles in unexpected ways, not at the same time, right? Like this is going to hit all of us in such different ways. So we're trying to give you like tools to be nimble and get through this. Okay, so inventorying your social connections before, now, and after. And then also this part of aloneness. So social distancing. The distancing part is also part of us being human. We talk about ourselves being social animals, but we also have a human need for rest and recovery and creative contemplation and silence and aloneness that for many of us is now inaccessible. Um, I'm speaking completely for myself right now. <laughs> um, I am someone who, you know, that restorative creative space of being alone and in silent houses. I, as soon as school was canceled, um, I realized how much I longed for that moment. The door clicked and I had my adult brain back. So many of us are missing that. We're missing the places and the times we carved out for contemplative alone time. So let's take stock of that too. Notice what fed us before. Because again, going to a movie, you're social, but it was also kind of alone time for me where I could slip into another world. Um, and it gave me a certain brain space that was incredibly valuable to me. Um so as we get through this, let's notice as creatures, where are the places that we need distance, silence, contemplative space that's on your own terms? What have you lost there? What do you yearn for? What do you want to build back into your life as you are able? Yeah. And of course, whether we're together or alone, there is this other huge thing going on that is incredibly stressful for everyone. So we are not just on a retreat in our homes. There is this pandemic that is affecting all of us and affecting our bodies and affecting whether or not we feel safe at home in our own bodies. And so we just want to remind everyone about the stress cycles. We interviewed Nagoski a while back, and we'll put all those podcasts into the show notes page about the existence of stress cycles and how to complete stress cycles. And for many of us, we're not able to access the things that we used to do that did help us complete stress cycles. So going to the gym, going out with friends, going to the movies, going for even a big run in the park is no longer available to many of us. Um, 
So we have to get really creative about how we can complete our own stress cycles. And I feel like it's very useful to know about the concept so that we can work with it. Because otherwise we may just notice in this time for these weeks, months, that we are just feeling anxious and stressed in our body no matter what. And if we can know that we have some agency and how we can get rid of this stress, move it, we can have some, we can create a little bit more peace in our physical bodies. Even if it's just then getting ready for the next next stressor to come on. Um, you know, my body has been waking up in urgency every morning and I get on then the news and I look at all the numbers and I've been doing this now for months, tracking this and trying to understand this and engage with it deeply. Um, then going through my emails and hearing all of your stories and holding all of this. And two hours later, my family wakes up. Um, and I am really recognizing like I need ways of both entering the stress cycle of the news and then getting out of it. And again, we are locating ourselves. We have a five-year-old in the house with us. Um, so my stress cycles need to be resolved in some pretty big ways or else all of that tension, all of that stress snaps at my kid or snaps at my wife, beloved Charlotte, (laughs) um, or at myself. Right. And so here are some of my strategies and we're going to use this to bridge into the erotic strategies because for me, the thread here is both stress cycle relief and eroticism sometimes need big space and volume and kind of the permission and psychic space to go somewhere else. And like, it's a transformation, right? Like taking stress and running it out in the park or pounding the weights at the gym or going to your art class. Like, That is a taking a stressor, moving your body through a cycle. And again, we'll link to Nagoski, so we don't have to repeat too much. And then exiting the other side with like an alchemical change in your body, taking your body back to a state of social connection, taking your body back to a state of social connection and wellness is a cycle. You do it on purpose over and over again. So... Without the erotic space of being able to fuck it all out, to have sex, to have huge wild dance parties without my daughter in the house, I have been needing, but needing and requesting Charlotte take our daughter on a walk and I watch from the window and as soon as they are a certain distance away, I do a few things. If it's a stress cycle that needs to be discharged, I am either dancing really hard or doing a workout that makes me sweat and then screaming at the top of my lungs. I really want to offer this as a strategy because for me it works and it's about that diaphragmatic spasm. So you can laugh until you spasm, cry until you spasm, scream until you're out of breath and exhausted and heaving. And I've just literally been leaning over on my knees. Um, You know, it's like kind of a half squat, leaning on my knees and just wailing, screaming rage and fury into the universe um, until I'm heaving for breath. It helps. Or, and this is that beautiful bridge to the erotic, will then take us over to the other side. Or I am having a really big, loud orgasm. And I am masturbating and I am working my body up and I'm rising all of that energy. And then I am wailing it out into the cosmos into a crygasm often 
or into just a, a rage gasm is a new concept for me, but it is such a loud, big series of orgasms. It could not occur with my daughter in the house. And this is a gift Charlotte has been giving me throughout the days to give me space to release all of this. So when my daughter comes bouncing back with rosy cheeks, I can meet her in play and calm and have processed and gone through it and I'm not holding it anymore. So I invite you to find your stress cycle completions that are appropriate for your context and who you have around you and the resources, the space, the distance, the what, you know, we all have so many different limitations and resources there. What, how are you completing your stress cycles right now? This is, how are you, Charlotte? Because we just talked about my rage gasms. Yeah, I process things differently. Yeah. I am moving my body. I am outside mm-hmm. climbing on rocks, mm-hmm. running, chasing mm-hmm. our, our kid. I, so it's a twofer, your walks. Yeah. <laughs> it's that nature time. And it's true. Over the years, nature has been such a restorative thing for you. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I love it for me. And I know that yeah. not everyone can access that right now. Um, yep. But we are. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, also, for me, always stretching, dancing, mm-hmm. orgasms. I can have quieter orgasms. So I, I have time for myself uh, after they both go to bed. Um, and I stay up later in order to have that time for myself. Um, so, and again, that's an adaptation we kind of fell into. I've been waking up at 4 a.m., going to bed earlier with our daughter. You've been staying up later, sleeping in later. So we both get solo time in the house where we can kind of just wander and be in our own vibe. We are adapting to these changes that are being thrown at us. Um, so we're just inviting you gently and we're not saying what works for us will work for you. What will work for you for this stress cycle resolution? And equally, what is going to work for you to maintain the erotic thread? The erotic thread that for some of us is waning. Some of us under stress and crises can barely think about sex, let alone masturbate and come. For others of us, it becomes a little more urgent and a way of releasing the stress cycle, a way of engaging with life. Um, But it kind of, it might wane or wax and also depending on who you're with and who you're not with um i'm hearing a lot of like kind of pandemic boners of like the longing for human connection and touch is creating this like deeply erotic thrum of just like i just want to be touched and hugged and like i'm having fantasies about just being held and touched and uh, you know um so whatever is rising for you how then are you going to hold it within this new context? Um, I'm noticing the time and realizing I think we're going to have to go to a part two episode to really talk about strategies for singles. Mm. And maybe we'll even bring someone on to talk about that because I think if you're single right now and looking for erotic engagement, you know, you can't go to the club, you can't go to the bar, you can't go on dates for many people. So what are some things there? Um, I want to talk mostly about like how we're using this time, either again, solo or together um, and adapting our erotic lives. So you've just heard about one of our adaptations. Um, Charlotte and I can't really have sex in a 700 square foot home with a child in the home. Like we just know our erotic energy, our volume, our kind of vibes. And our daughter would be like, moms, what's going on? I'm like, not going to happen. Other people can sneak away to a pantry or a bathroom um, and have a quickie. 
But again, you both have to really be on board for that and feel that that is erotic and you can meet there. And if one partner thinks a quickie in the pantry sounds great and the other partner is worried about the family hearing it, it won't really work. Um, So try to get on the same page about that. And this is a moment to just, if that is your situation, then this is a moment to let solo sex be an okay solution for now. This is a shorter, well, we don't know how short it is. This is a, this is a specific stage. We're just trying to get through it and having open conversations that is just saying, let's just do this separately, but together. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's okay. And maybe, so if you're a couple in a overcrowded space and you can't connect, maybe now's the time you start that sex journal and start writing down all the things I would do to you if we had a quiet room. Um, Or the next time we can fucking go to a hotel, here is all Mm. of my ideas. Fantasy can really transport us. And fantasies are one thing, but another option is memories peak moments highlights that you're savoring just for yourself like remember those crowded dance floors of sweaty bodies where you could smell everyone (laughs) or memories you're sharing with your partner that you could even talk about out loud in front of your kids remember when remember when we did this we've been loving doing this like as we have no novelty (laughs) practically you know as, as we're in our home remembering and talking about different adventures we went on different beautiful places we saw we pulled out the photo album this morning and was like showing our kids some of our adventures and it, it it's felt so nourishing in my mind and in our communication to remember and talk about really fun things we've done in our life mm-hmm. savoring meals we've had years ago and it is a really lovely way of bringing novelty and appreciation and gratitude into your daily life while you are in your home. Well, I invite you to do this and pay attention to what happens in your body as you either fantasize or deeply remember. The trick here is to go as much into the sensual detail as possible. So it's not remember when we went to the Bay Area. It's remember when we went and we ate those oysters and oh, remember that salad with those sprouts and oh my God, and the drinks we had later that night and like build on the sensual memory together and notice what happens in your body because the superpower you are playing with here and flexing is the body's response to both fantasy and memory is very visceral and the body's response almost doesn't know the difference between something happening and you thinking about it happening vividly which is such a wild piece of information and we really could all use this so much more. It's so powerful. The body thinks mm-hmm. it is happening right then. It responds as if. Yeah. We all know that feeling if you're in a half dream state and you think you're falling off a sidewalk and you, your whole body lurches. Our muscles, our brain, our hormonal systems and our pleasure, like most importantly here, most relevant here, Chris, keep it shortly, Charlotte. <laughs> Most relevant here is this idea that when you think deeply about something, especially about the sensuality of the something. So when I say fantasize, I'm not like, oh, it would be nice to have a threesome. Where are they touching you? How? Where are the hands? Where do you feel the bite of the one mouth while the other mouth is down there? Feel it, think it, smell it, see it in your mind's eye. And you can do this about anything. 
You can do this about the sunset you saw at the beach after you proposed, whatever the fuck your thing is. Like this can be sweet and romantic or go all the way into your fantasy. The point is the more vividly you engage the sensuality in your brain, the more actively your body will respond to it. And this becomes a map. Again, we're using this as information and as an inquiry into how our body responds those yearnings are rich with information for you. Um, again, I'll put some links in the show notes page to what I've done, work I've done on the fantasy method and engaging with fantasy and how to fantasize. There's a whole world there of <laughs> novelty. So we're going to have to, again, well, we're in a parking lot, a whole episode about novelty seeking in the pandemic because Charlotte and I are both really intense novelty seekers and we're having to develop strategies to get that system satiated while staying in our home and staying safe. So fantasizing where anything is possible and then carving out time for both of you to have solo masturbation time, if that is possible safely for one of you to get the whole family out of the house. Um, What are the strategies to carve out tiny little zones of erotic possibility for one another with one another to get you through this? Can you help each other create those pockets of time? It may take some some organization, some strategy, but like, can you be teammates in this if you can't be taking the time together? And if you can't be having sex, this is a great time for massage. It is quiet, it is sweet, it can help calm the nervous system, it is a way of being together. If your kids walk in, it's not very charged potentially. So it is a really, really amazing tool for right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm even thinking our entire couple's massage video is technically family friendly. There's nothing in there um, that you would be like horrified if your kids walked into. And a lot of it, you know, the foot massage, which is also in our free course, um, can be in a family context. Massage is one of the tools that's available to all of us right now. Um, And again, we're going to honor the fact there's a lot we can't talk about right now. And we have some self-massage offerings coming because self-massage is a whole uh world of deliciousness (laughs) realm of charlotte's delight (laughs) um self-massage and i'm not talking as a euphemism of masturbation here but deeply engaging with our entire bodies um, as lovers as active partners is awesome and that's available to all of us whether we are isolated alone or together with or without kids Um, with or without elders like we need to all of us adapt wildly to whatever situation we're in notice what's arising for you sexually erotically what does your body need on the one hand to resolve these stress cycles and the on the other hand to keep your eroticism alive if not flourishing right and we'll link again to the surviving sexless seasons Um, surviving sexless seasons episode that was all about strategies to acknowledge and get through sexless seasons in our lives. We know a thing about this because we had a long, long winter um, while I was really in a medical crisis and sick that we are emerging out of. And we're getting really warm into a new season. And now our child's back at home and we're in another season. (laughs) 
I thought after long winters, there were supposed to be long summers too. It doesn't work that way in this world, apparently. So we're all adapting and changing. And we just want to say we're with you in this and offer you a few strategies, knowing that wasn't all of them. Um, We're going to come back in a few days next week. Again, we're also going timeless. We used to be on a really nice every Friday schedule. Um, We're going to publish as we can. We had a whole elaborate production schedule planned for 2020. (laughs) And I was just looking at that annual calendar and it was like mocking me from the wall. So I threw it in the closet. Um, But we still actually want to produce and create for you. So we're going to adapt how we do that. And we're going to make it different. So be in touch with us about what is going on for you. And meanwhile, we wanted to make sure you all have access to our resources, to that couple's massage course we were talking about, to our foreplay or erotic spanking courses, you know, because we've been talking about the solo people in the families. There's also couples that are quarantined together that are on fuego right now and having so much fun. And when I fantasize, sometimes I fantasize about just the two of us for six months with nowhere to go and a well-stocked pantry. Um, But, you know, we're all in our own realities. So as much as you can fantasize, you're back in your own world and we're all shaping it and surviving and dealing with sudden changes and anticipating grief and processing grief and things that have nothing to do with the pandemic are happening. Um, and there's just all of it, right? We're in it. We're awake for all of it. And let us find ways to survive, to connect, to keep our eroticism alive through this. Um, and we're here for you. Oh, oh. So we wanted to make sure all of our resources are available to you. Um, I started there and then I meandered. Keep me on a leash. It was beautiful. You got to shorten my leash, Charlotte. We're in the <laughs> pandemic. Um, we want to make sure all of our resources are available to you. And we know things have changed for a lot of us financially. So we've made sliding scale community access codes for all of our online courses. They are available at pleasuremechanics.com slash care. That's pleasuremechanics.com slash care, where you will find all of our community access codes podcasts relevant to this time and other resources we have gathered for you we'll also keep a health status update for us we are well we are in upstate new york holding you all loving you all around the world hearing your stories sending you love from the mountain charlotte is nodding deeply (laughs) bring us home here baby We love you. Mm -hmm. We care about you. We are thinking about you and how we can best serve you. Please know this is such an intense time. Will you just be so kind to yourself and to the people around you and reach out to the people that you love and care about and ask for support from those. I'm just laughing because Charlotte's (laughs) telling you to be kind and I'm telling you to put your hands on your knees and scream (laughs) until you're out of breath. Find that balance for yourself. (laughs) Do whatever works for you and whatever you need, because we're all having such different experiences. So what do you need to return to kindness is Mm. one thing I ask myself some of these days. Um, Let us return to kindness. And I love you. I love you too. Yes. All right. We're here for you. Pleasuremechanics.com slash care. Pleasuremechanics.com for all of our offerings, the complete podcast archive. Um, 
thank you for all of your stories and all of your love from all around the world. We love you right back. We are here for you. We will see you next time on Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure.